Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon Wine Pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show with us, the Guitar Knobs. Um, this this show right here is, uh, is um, free. <laughs> Free. So, so there you go. Uh, we won't be sending you a bill. Um, and that's uh, it's something that we absolutely love to do. Um, and I'm just going to state just really quickly for the record that I, I uh, truly miss Tony and Jared. This whole thing has been a little bit of a pain in the butt. And we haven't been able to yuck, a, yuck it up uh, together in a long time. And uh, it kind of sucks. But... We have someone else to yuck it up with today. Who is who is you that we're going to yuck it up with here? Uh, Dan Adamson from Blamo Electronics. Hey! All right. Welcome, Dan Adamson from Blamo oh. Electronics. Hey, wait one second. Really quick. I have a, uh, my own applaud track, if that's okay. <laughs> and then also one of these. Perfect. There you go. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Touche. Uh, so, uh, Dan, you're familiar with the show, but for those who aren't, Tony, what do we do on this show? <laughs> well, I think we like to talk about gear and about the and to the people who make this gear. Specifically, that would be boutique gear. That would be things like boutique pedals and guitars and amps and accessories and all sorts of things and we like to get the story behind the story that's right and occasionally we do one-on-ones jared likes those i love them you learn well stuff. done yes very good very good <laughs> excellent um today we're going to be talking about uh, these pedals right here from blamo um I, how in the world you got away with calling it blamo i mean oh yeah i mean um that's it's Blamo Electronics, not Blamo. And they put out the log, which is the world's best toy. So, yeah, they'll probably come after me soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Blamo. Um, so, listen, uh, gentlemen, we've got a great show ahead of us. We've got a lot of cool things to talk about. I can and, feel um, it. Yeah. And uh, so let's get into it. We have a couple of announcements. First of all, we would like to say thank you to Road Mics. Road! For providing us the Rode Caster Pro, this beautiful machine that's collecting our voices uh, from around all the places that we're at, and uh, to for the uh, the Procaster mics sitting Yummy. on at least three of our desks. Uh, Dan, sorry, you don't get one tonight. <laughs> oh, bummer. Yeah, I got a NT1A. There you go. I'll do it. Road. It's a road. Hey, I'm a part of the club. Sorry. I like it. Oh, beautiful. That's great. Uh, we also want to just thank all of our patrons at all levels for your participation and support. And uh, it's it's greatly appreciated. Um, at the end of the show, we're going to tell you how you can help support us uh, to, to keep the show going and do all the things and have the fun things and do lots and lots of giveaways. Speaking of which... Uh, just recently gave away a bunch of stuff and, and we're going to keep giving away more bunches of stuff. 
So uh, if you don't, if you want to know what those bunches of stuff are, you have to head over to our Instagram to check that out. Uh, we we post all that stuff up and go ahead and fo- hit follow when you're while you're there. Dan, uh, for those who are not familiar with your pedals, where can they check them out right now as they're listening along? Uh, I'm just selling them through Reverb right now. There's a yep. So it would just be reverb.com backslash blamo or uh, blamoelectronics.com that'll just link you right over there too great go check those out uh we're gonna go through a couple of, we're gonna go through three of them today uh we're gonna hit the the cork sniffer which is a great name uh, i love it the fuzz detonator and the shrew so uh let's have some fun gentlemen uh, what's going on in our music world this week tony baloney is gonna lead us off and then dan will hear from you okay Right, well, see, this, this week, I have been uh, doing some work on the website. Uh, I think last time we got together, we talked about uh, me working with uh, Reverend Guitars, and uh, they would like me to supply replacement guards for their customer base. So uh, they sent me over some just a big old package of uh, their pick guards to, uh, for me to template. And a bunch of photos and things like that. So I, uh, I, I actually got all of the uh, categories fixed on my website. And uh, all the photos have been inserted, pricing and all that fun stuff. So now people can just go over to PickGuardian.com. And uh, uh, under the Reverend category, you can choose the, uh, the original U.S. models or uh, most of the, uh, the new uh, I guess they have both the set neck and the uh, bolt neck and bases and all the fun stuff. So if you need a replacement guard for a reverend, you know where to go. That's awesome. Um, I'm in, I'm in a couple of reverend groups on oh, cool. uh, Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, I'll start spreading the word as well. Spread the word. Yeah. It's it's actually I can actually send you a link and you can paste that in there too. But um, right. the cool thing is I've got. A lot of templates already, but some of the ones that Kenny sent me from uh, from Reverend, uh, I did not have, and uh, so it's kind of cool to have a, a full set or as complete a set as possible. Yeah, that's way yeah. cool. I love Reverend guitars. Big yeah, I've always loved them. I, you know, years and years ago, I had, you know, one of the Reverend Spies, uh, which is one of the original. I guess now they call them the Phenolic models because mm-hmm. they had kind of like a uh, uh, well, a phenolic top, I guess, or uh, something like uh, like a Dan Electro kind of thing. Okay. What is a phenolic top, Tony? It is. It's like a plastic coating. Like think of like Formica. Oh yes, and, okay. and a lot of, a lot of the uh, the first U.S. run models were the bodies were similarly built to like Dan Electros with a kind of a a. a I guess they use spruce or some sort of wood frame, and mm-hmm. then they glued uh, essentially masonite with formica on the top of the front and back. Right. So formica, everybody, think about your mom or your grandma's countertop that didn't spring for the marble or uh, other things <laughs> exactly. or butcher top. It's the it's the stuff that always peels off the the top of the the roll part of the counter. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I've, I've, you know, for years and years, I, I mean, I think the products that, that they make, I actually, you know, they're, they're not, they don't have U.S. production anymore, but um, almost every one of the newer lineups, which are made, I believe, in Korea, 
Uh, right. They're phenomenal instruments. And the fact that they were able to offer set neck guitars uh, in addition to bolt-ons, um, and they've really just expanded their baseline. So really great stuff. I think it's very affordable. And, uh, and they're, they're just, uh, as Jared knows, they're just great guys to work with. That, oh, yes. That's really cool to hear. Yes. Uh, yeah, I met Ken Haas um, about, I don't know, five, six years ago in Texas. And then I met him a second time at a cousin's wedding of mine. And I was like, is, is that Ken Haas? Is that it? I'm like, yeah, that's Ken Haas. He's kind of hard and, to miss, uh, as are yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, we're both as, we're we're about the same height and everything. And he always uh, he always wears a, a fedora or you know a hat, and that's kind of his thing. The trilby. And, he prefers the trilby, as I recall. Trilby. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's his look. So uh, I was like, that's the definitely him. Man. And yeah, yeah, he's a he's a really good dude. I, I became friends with him and his wife. They're, they're just great people. Uh, his wife uh, helps him run that thing too. They're Penny. they kind of Penny and him do that thing together. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's uh, um on the uh, on the Reverend show today. We're going. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget Joe Naylor. He's yeah. also still in the. Uh, he also still helps. Uh, pretty, uh, well, you know, we have stuff. to. We have to make. Uh, make get them on the show. I mean, we just need yeah. to get that to happen. Oh yeah. Well, they're up in Toledo, so oh, I know. It's just a. Well, you just go knock on their door. We can I'll do that. Tell you what, I'll go knock on on uh, Ken's door. We'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, uh, so, anyways, uh, Dan, let's uh, let's get into what's going on with you and your music world this week. All right, uh, I got myself um, a Casio Rap Man off of eBay. Oh, I don't shit. know if you guys, you probably don't know what it is. It's kind of a dorky, dumb instrument, which is exactly why I wanted it. Uh, it's the only keyboard, I think they have some rip-offs, but it's the only one that I know of that has the record scratching sound on it. And it's just, it's terrible. The drum beat sound. I remember sound. that. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, I guess I just, it's kind of hard to get cheesy drum sounds um, when you want them. I mean, not, I'm not really sure why you would just other than just to entertain yourself, but I mean, really, that should be the goal with music anyway. So I picked that sucker up, and I'm just waiting for it to, to come in the mail. That's sweet. I got a, Yeah, man, I got an SK-1, too, and I got an SK-5. So that should kind of put an end to me buying cheap Casio stuff. <laughs> uh, I mean, now, are, are you, you're probably, like, into the whole, like, converting, like, play school, like, kitty toys into musical, like, synths and stuff. Well, I've done a little bit of that, and I love the sound of it, but it's kind of harder than you would think. It takes some patience. Some Once in a while, you'll get lucky and find a connection that does something cool, but a lot of the times, you're just kind of floundering, so it's not that mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, I found it to be the same way. I, I, I attempted it once, and I was like, this is stupid. What am I doing? And right. I, and I it, stopped. It, it, Dude, it's hard to find the f the right toy to get started on, you know? And if you're lucky enough to get that first one that has a bunch of easy bends, then you might be inspired to keep going. But there's yeah. certainly people who are really great at it. Yeah. And I love what they do. I think uh, Alicia Lowe is somebody that w thrives in that kind of thing. Um, I I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love her stuff. Oh, great. Yeah, she just did one that was uh, based off of a, um, a uh, phone message recorder. Back in the day, kids, 
We used to have these big giant things that you have a cassette tape in and you'd have to record your message and you have to go back and listen to the message every time you wanted to. Well, she made a pedal out of those, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, J-Rod, what's going on? Yeah, so, um, you know, as I've been talking about for the last month, uh, I've been playing again uh, with my friend and he's suggesting we actually put a real band back together and that's that's really exciting so i'm we're thinking about maybe actually going out and you know playing some gigs that you know where people like get some original music gigs like we don't you know we wouldn't want to go out and play a gig that's opening up for a cover band you know we we would like to go somewhere where everybody expects original music and I've I've really never done that before since you know I played a long time ago so it'd be kind of a new thing for me this decade. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. So, man. Uh, yeah, so it's like it, after all this stuff, you know, this virus stuff goes away eventually. Uh, who knows? I I don't know when that's going to be, but uh, I think we're going to try to give that a shot. So I'm really excited about nice. maybe possibly yeah, playing out again. You know. Um, so. you know that the crabs are not a virus, right, Jared? <laughs> you mean I need a special shampoo? <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well, that's fun. That's cool. I'm, we're happy to hear that. And by the way, um, I did hear, uh, Jared shared with me one of the tracks that they're working on and I was really impressed. I genuinely thought it was a, a great a great tune and uh, they got some promise. So hopefully they Thanks can so much, wrap that up and put a bow on it and let everybody else hear it soon. Uh, let's see here for, as for me, how about you, Todd? Well, thanks, Tony. I broke a string. <laughs> well, that's that you've said, you've done that a hundred times. I know I haven't. That's really? the, that's why I'm bringing it up. I, I can't remember the last time I broke a string. I use the SIT strings, and I play hard. And I was just sitting there and playing, and it broke mid-song, and I was, there was a bit of a satisfaction there, and I'm awful glad it didn't happen during a gig. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just finally gave way. It said, enough, I suspect. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> so, um, and it was my super bendy one, too. Did you have an extra? Just kidding. It was my D string, actually. Oh, yeah. Really? Did you have, did you have an extra one? Uh, well, I I didn't need to like drop it and restring it really quick in my basement for nobody. So uh, <laughs> I, I have I have not as yet restrung it, but I am prepared to do so. So that happened, and you know that was kind of satisfying. I'm just saying. Boing! Yeah, breaking stuff is feels pretty good sometimes. It, it sometimes it does, especially if you're really rocking. The bummer of it was it was right before uh, a, a little bit of a solo part, so I didn't get, really get to do that. And I was like, oh. But uh, anyways, uh, let's break some of this. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Dan Adamson from Blamo Electronics. Give us your four on the floor. Four on the floor. All right. First one, uh, Vox Tone Bender. It'd be the old vintage style one. Uh, two transistors, kind of like a fuzz face. Cleans up well when you roll back the volume on your guitar. So it's kind of nice for the rhythm guitar parts that are a little cleaner. And you just roll it on up for your lead parts. And 
the volume comes up with it too. So that's kind of nice. And it, so now, that would be my dirt. What now? I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. For that one in particular, is there a reason? I mean, in, in all the world of the dirt pedals, why that one? Um, it sounds kind of rude, and it also cleans up really well. I um, and I've played a lot of pedals, but that one sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just the one that kind of makes my ear perk up the most that I've played so far. Yeah. I think um, you might be gravitating towards something that uh, I've brought up many times on the show, which is it, when you're talking about like a, a distortion or, or even of an overdrive or even a, a, maybe even a lightweight fuzz, like something like you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there is, I don't like things that sound too perfect or too contained. I don't necessarily need it to sound like, you know, I threw a, a knife in a blender but there's a certain sound in we talked about like with a with like a boss like it's just it's it's so perfect and it's contained mm -hmm. uh, like an SD one or something like that and um, the pedal that you're talking about I think has that sort of like raw edge to it like it's it it's just got like a little extra something to it yeah I, I mean that's kind of what I'm hearing it just sounds rude. You know, kind of nasty, but still a little bit with the vintage smooth thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, like Tony. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's oh, just like Tony. <laughs> yes, more than you might think. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see here. How about number two? All right, so that's dirt, and then I probably want some kind of delay pedal, something old again, you know. Uh, I would go with the Belly Pock Deluxe. Really like that one. It's got the oscillation foot switch on the left there that it's a whole lot of fun you hit it and just goes wild but plus when you're twisting the knobs with that one i mean it just sounds you know for lack of a better term it just sounds warmer than a lot of the other analog delays or tape style delays when you're getting the swooshy sounds like more so than an ibanez 89 so it just sounds really really dang good awesome and then in, from there it would uh, go into a Miku pedal. I don't know if you guys have played that, but that's probably one of the best guitar pedals ever made. It's, uh, Miku? Uh, yeah, Miku Stomp. It's the one that... How do you spell that? It's a just M-I-K-U. Oh. And a lot of people are going to hate it. You know, It makes your guitar sound like a Japanese girl. If you guys oh, haven't played that one. That yeah, one. that one's so rad. Oh, right, so right, rad. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a love or hate pedal. Mostly, mostly hate, but but people love it because it's just like this is so gonzo. Like <laughs> I know, but it takes you have fun, uh, and also it, you shouldn't really be playing the blues all the time. You know, you got to have some fun with it too. You know, and that's I, I don't know. Just uh, if you can't like the Miku pedal, man, I <laughs> I think we lax a little bit on uh, that's the one. It does uh, all vowel all sounds, boxes. all Japanese vowel sounds, right? Yeah, it just it does a a bunch of different wacky vowel sounds. Yeah, there's a random setting. There's like uh, ones that are more, you know, set. Um, you know, I, I honestly I'm not a expert on it. I just love the yeah. thing. I pretty much do a lot of looping. So the idea is to kind of have some kind of little song background and then loop over the top of it with the Miku, just because I don't want to sound like anybody else. You know, and it sounds yeah. ridiculous. But then again. It's probably only fun for about 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. 
No, I think we there should be another kind of voice <laughs> pedal out there, though, right? Like maybe one that's. I always try to get the Miku to sound like a monster. You know, that's what a lot of, you would think. You hear it, and you go, "Well, I wonder how it responds to octave down," and it gets kind of glitchy most of the time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, just pretty much trying to find new sounds. Really, and the Miku is the weirdest pedal I can think of, and the cheesiest. So that is, it's both. That's, that's why I like and it. And it's a collector because of that. What you got for number three? Just a, I guess it would be four. 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 The, the, just a nice along. simple, uh, the ditto looper, the one with just one stomp switch. Super easy, nice simple looper that it seems to not really, compared to the boss one, um, the more you stack loops, the first loop you played starts to sound like the sound quality deteriorates and you don't really notice that as much with the ditto. Mm. So it's kind of, it's kind of neat. I know there's another loop pedal, the MXL one. I really haven't got a chance to try it, but that looks really neat too. I have the ditto and yeah, it's simple and cool. It, it is it's super simple and cool. It's also a, a great way to simply aggravate yourself. If you, if you're, if you're trying to do this, it's like, okay, step and let go or step and hold or step and hold for three seconds, but don't do that. If you've already stepped once is like, that's the only part that I'm like, Argh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I could see that being irritating. It was yeah. super fun when I was doing the, uh, and by fun, I'm, I mean, facetiously, this was super fun when I was trying <laughs> to do the, um, the Xander circuitry, uh, Junipero, uh, uh, demo that I did, and I kept on having to do it over and over again because I was, I was just you know fat foot, you know. Right. Yeah, so. it's easy to extra to tap the foot switch one extra time, yeah. and then it's got to do something else. But really, there's just you either tap it twice or you tap and hold. So while you can mess it up, that still there's just a couple things you can do. So with a little practice, you can manipulate the hell out of that thing really easily. Yeah. That's not making me feel better, but thank you. Um, (laughs) I wasn't trying to. (laughs) Uh, Well, solid, man. That's kind of a fun four on the floor. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know it's not. um, I mean, that's what I would play. You know, it's an honest one. Don't discount it. It's good, man. Roll with it. Oh well, thanks. Yeah, man. I'm just not. It's not like a band setup. You know what I mean? That's like a a a play by yourself kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get you. Uh, all right. Hey, we want to uh, give a quick shout out to John Fintel, johnfintel.com, J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L.com. He is a music engineer, music recorder, music producer, mixer master, extraordinaire. And I say extraordinaire because he loves guitar tone and he will do the most bestest job that he can to get the guitar tone that you want and maybe even that you don't even know you want that was my case honestly uh we were we were doubling up on a on a couple tracks and uh he suggested something and i was like nah, i don't want that and then i did it and i was like oh man that sounds good so uh big thanks to john uh, he's a supporter of our show uh we are housing our stuff over there when everything opens back up we we will resume our studio-ness there and so uh if you are interested in mastering your already mixed tracks or getting some advice or blah, 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 uh, hit him up, johnfintel.com, J-O-N-F-I-N-T-E-L. Thanks, buddy. Indeed. 
Dan Adamson, Blamo Electronics. Let's talk about your pedals and your stuff and how you do it and all that good things. And English, too. Um, (laughs) Right. (laughs) Tell me all that good things that you did. Um, Do it in a haiku, Todd. Yeah, that's a challenge. (laughs) Yes, we we should do the would you rather in a haiku. That would be amazing. (laughs) Haiku is a great art form. It's really underutilized. Oh, seriously. Need more. Yes. Uh, Speaking of needing more, we've got three pedals here because we all need more pedals. Dan, you make some pretty fun pedals, and I know that fun is a part of the core of what you you do. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's clear. We've got one called the Cork Sniffer, which is you know pretty cheeky, and uh, the Fuzz Detonator, which has the Looney Tunes you know explodorama thing going on on it. And, right. Uh, so we can tell that you like to have fun. How did you uh, decide that you wanted to have fun in pedals? That's a great question. Um, we kind of touched on it earlier. I was messing around a little bit with circuit bending because uh, wild sounds appealed to me. And, what is and d- it, Describe circuit bending for those that don't know really quick. Circuit bending is pretty much taking a circuit and making connections where they shouldn't be that hopefully sound interesting. And that's pretty much it. And usually you start by finding a toy that might have a neat, tone or something interesting about it and you unscrew it get to the circuit board where the solder connections are on the back and you wet your finger and start touching those and (laughs) your finger is going to make connection to the uh solder joints did that sound bad i don't know anyways you're trying to you're trying to make connections on the board that weren't supposed to be there and when you find one that sounds interesting you solder a wire and a couple switches together or a potentiometer between the two and You've got more control over it. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. How, how did you stumble into that? Um, just, uh, shoot, probably the internet, like a lot of things. All just right. just seeing videos, you know what I mean? Like seeing videos, but wow, what was that? Is that guy playing through a toy? All those bloopy bleep sounds? That's really interesting. But <laughs> I tried to, you know, I tried to do that myself, and it was, like I said earlier, it yeah. was just too much of a pain in the neck. So, so there's got to be a better way. And there was. There All was. Right. So you were uh, you were pre inclined to uh, electronicness in some way, shape, or form. Did you learn how to do all the like the you know the soldery stuff and everything by yourself, or were you taking classes? Or at first, I bought a soldering iron. I didn't even know what a good one was, and uh, it was I didn't couldn't understand why I my solder joints couldn't look like what was on TV, you know? And this was probably like 2006, something like that. So you couldn't just hop on YouTube and watch a, a tutorial or anything. So uh, I just cobbled together a couple things and they didn't really look very well. You know, put, put electronics away for a while and then... A co- but I've always been interested in building stuff. I was building cigar box guitars and just the little knickknacks that made music and, and having a lot of fun with it. But somewhere around, you know, 2017, I saw an ad pop up on Craigslist. Cattle and Bread was looking for people. I had no idea about the background or anything like that. And they gave me a job and I was kind of shown a lot of the cool side of pedals. I mean, like how they're put together, what, you know, what goes into designing them, even though it was a different crew. They were all new people. 
I didn't really know that at the time, but uh, it was still great to just be exposed to, you know, what what separates a good pedal from a great pedal or what, you know, how do, how do they even work? How do you put them together? You know, so I answered a lot of those questions, kind of saw how it was done. Did you ultimately learn, did you ultimately learn what uh, separates a good pedal from a great pedal? Shoot, I think, I think I'm getting there, but it's, 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 it's pretty elusive. <laughs> I suppose it is, uh, or else we would just have one pedal. But I mean, something. as far as like build quality, there are rules, you know, there are stuff that you should be doing. And if you're not, then you can make an argument that that's not as good as the one, the person who is just on build quality alone, you know? And so build quality doesn't bother everybody. Yeah. What are some of those things that you, that you would consider, um, you know, and this isn't you making a concrete statement that, you know, uh, that is going to seal your fate or anything, but what are some things that you consider uh, a, a great build? Okay, that's a good question. What I really like to see is board-mounted potentiometers because, you know, we twist these things, the, not, the nuts rattle loose, and if you've got them connected by Just wires, like yeah, he rattled, you <laughs> Thanks, know, yeah, it can happen. <laughs> but you know those things can rattle loose the lugs of the pot can touch the side of the enclosure and short out and it or they just keep spinning and wad up the wires so anyways yeah i like to see board mounted pots that's kind of nice i like to see the jacks um not board mounted not plastic i like to see metal jacks mm -hmm. i like yeah. to see uh soft switching you know relay based bypass um just because it doesn't make the click sound and they're apparently rated for three times as many clicks. Now I haven't done this research myself. I don't have like a pneumatic arm pumping the foot switch to prove that it does it three times as many times, but it, it seems like it does. It seems like a hearty foot switch. I like the clicks. So, yeah. Yeah. See, some people do like the, I mean, you feel it like if you're in a big loud band, right? You really feel it more than stepping on the, the relay ones. I just posted something uh, recently about, uh, about the, the uh, quote-unquote soft soft switch or, you know. Um, and I think, I think there's a, a, a place for both of them. The thing, one of the things I was talking about was uh, if, you're, if you're dipping into a, to an effect that, that you have to do maybe repeatedly during the same song, that can be annoying. You know, and not yeah, just the clicks, but the... Especially if you're doing it for for specific parts, um, like I in one of our songs we do something where I have to dip into the, the and and turn on like a helicopter style tremolo, mm -hmm. and it happens kind of quick. So for me, it's it previously was click down and then it's up and then it's engaged and then if I want to turn it off, I have to click it down and then it goes up and then it's engaged rather than just going boom, it's on, boom, it's off. So. That's something. Yeah, it can I mess prefer. up your timing, right? With the, with the rest of the group. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a great point. It's not always important, to, and it's something I kind of like to see. But I do, I, I would definitely say I like to see the board mounted pots. You know, you can't always do it, and if and if you're not board mounting your pots, you can drill a little hole and attach that tab into the enclosure. You know, when you see a potentiometer. Mm-hmm outside of the enclosure they have that little tab on the side well mm -hmm. if you drill a little hole into the enclosure and, and put the tab in there then there's just no way the pot can rattle loose when the nut loosens from the enclosure mm -hmm. 
anyways, yeah, just trying to keep little things like that in mind. Build quality is kind of uh, something that's important to me. Yeah. Now, when you see somebody with like the braided wires and uh, stuff like that, does that uh, does that tickle your toenails? Uh, I'm I, I I don't know. I don't really like to see too many wires. I I like PCBs. I like seeing cool PCB shapes. And if you route them properly, there's there's really no issue with creating more noise. You know, there's some people say, or this is probably true with larger amps and stuff, but you know, there's this misconception that point to point is better. You know, some people think that that's just not even true at all, you know, and I really don't have an opinion on it. I'm self-taught and uh, I work with engineers and things like that. I like to ask them questions about that, but I'm really just open to open to just about anything you know i like to i i design by my ear yeah we we did a at least a half of a show on that uh with zach uh from mythos pedals and okay and uh mike trombley from native audio and uh yeah it was kind of fun we touched on that whole thing and i think that there is some special specialness when you open up and you see somebody's Different kinds of, you know, there's a couple, there's several different ways to, uh, to do things and it's, it, there's room for all of it. Absolutely. I'd, I'd say that probably the lamest thing build quality wise is just extra long wires wadded up, you know, duct tape in there. I mean, that's totally cool with DIY stuff. Totally fine at your house, but you'll be, you know, the first pedal you make, you'd be surprised how easy that will f- crap out on you mm. when you take it outside of your house and start playing with your band and that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for people who are experimenting with DIY stuff to know. It's like, uh, that can, uh, cause things to go South. So tidy it up in there. People. <laughs> yeah. Just solder connections. You know, they, they rattle loose and your pedal doesn't work. And if you're working with stripboard, it's, it's a nightmare trying to figure out. It's, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Well, uh, that's a good intro into what you're all about. Um, what do you play? What kind of gear are you playing with your, you know, just on a daily basis? Um, I'm not really in a band because, you know, I'm like 37. So it's kind of strange to be in a band at that age, even though it's a whole lot of fun. And it's just, don't laugh, it feels odd. It just feels <laughs> odd to try to go out and get people to play in front of you, you know? It's, so I play thought- a lot by myself. I thought that for a long time, and now I think I'm going to yeah. go out and play again. I will not no, disclose my age right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's really great, man. Um, I mean, when you're jamming with people, you guys can tell when something's sounding good and it's worth taking out, you yeah. know. But when you're, when you're 20, you're kind of more inclined to take stuff out when you shouldn't. That's, you a, that's a good point. Discretion. Discretion. Discretion comes with age. Yes. Right, and so, it's ironic yeah, I, because I'm going with the same guys I was with when I was 16, and we're gonna go play the same material plus new stuff. It's gonna be great. Maybe you guys sound yeah. You probably got something going on there. The heck with chemistry. discretion. Yeah. Oh yeah, for that, that's why I know. I mean that that was probably the the best time I ever had. So we're gonna give it another shot. Are you gonna wear spandex? Nice. No, that's what I love to hear. That uh spandex tony yeah, yeah we might do that that's nice headband that. maybe <laughs> I, like I, I just as long as my gut kind of hangs over my waistline <laughs> in the spandex that's the look i'm going for perfect yeah. 
I think you got it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> uh, yep. So let's let's uh, just uh, touch on these. Uh, well, oh no, no, we're not getting out of it that easy. You said you weren't in a band, and then we totally interrupted you with all of our band nonsense. Yeah. What kind of guitars are you playing? Oh, cool! What kind of guitars? I have a Reverend Double Agent OG. Yeah, uh, that's probably the one I like. I play the most. I've just got a Telecaster player. Air, a Fender Telecaster player. That's pretty cool guitar. It's nice. black with maple neck. And I got a um I got a old Epiphone Les Paul Jr., you know, those really cheap ones for a buck fifty that's mm-hmm. been uh kind of tricked out a little bit. And a sticker on it. I don't really use it much. Yeah, it's just a sticker on there. <laughs> no, I just shielded and uh intonatable bridge and a brass nut and some Gibson tuners and stuff. So it's, that's kind of like a cheap guitar that's supposed to be good. And it's really not that good still. No, you know? <laughs> it's, no totally it's not. <laughs> they sold a crap ton of them though. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah. They look cool though. And it's, it's a ratty little guitar. I think you should always have like a ratty guitar around if you're building pedals. Cause you got, oh, yeah. you know, you have a good guitar. You should have a rat one too. see how oh. it sounds against that. Perfect. I mean, you might drop it on accident. Yeah. Yeah. How about, how about amps? Purpose. Amps wise, what you're looking at? I got a Fender Deluxe Reverb reissue. I got a Fender Basement Ten. Um, that, that's really cool, a vintage one. Silver Face. Yep. I got a. Let me see here. I've got a little Epiphone Valve Junior for testing stuff. I got this other weird little Harmony. Uh, solid state five watt that just, just sounds awful. It's point to point wired and <laughs> it's like two watts. It's got the strangest tone knob and it's it sounds really, you know, it sounds unique. You could if you ran your voice through it or something, it could probably get a really cool sound. But it looks neat. You know what I mean? It sounds terrible. That's and yeah, uh, that's, a, that's uh sometimes that's great. Well, you know, we hear with our eyes too, man. I know that sounds dumb and it is dumb it but there's some dumb. truth to it it's true <laughs> in a way in a way yeah. <laughs> yes todd tell us more <laughs> oh shit. So, and i also have a uh i'm sorry no hold on one second i'm sorry i have a i have a newer marshall origin 52 i'm not that familiar with it i've been trying to get some gear so you know to understand more of these tones you know because i've only been doing this pedal game for probably about two years and I feel like just right now I'm kind of starting to uh, understand more of it. When you say understand more of it, do you mean the 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 build, the circuitry, or or how it relates to uh, how it relates to different equipment such as amps and guitars and and people seeking certain tones or what? I'd say more of the different tones that are available that are classic that are people familiar with you know because you don't really know how different amps sound until you've owned them and really played through them and but as far as build quality i learned a lot of that on the job doing temp jobs here in portland so i I feel pretty good about the build quality stuff but yeah learning how the circuits work um just how they interact with other bits of popular gear that's sort of the thing that i'm starting to get we're familiar with you know it takes a lot of money to get some of this stuff and yeah yeah it takes a and it takes a lot of time and playing through it you know and I, i'm i'm like an intermediate guitar player you know i know some of my i know some modes and stuff like that but i really haven't been able to put in the 
just a lot of hours it takes to be, you know, go from decent to good mm-hmm. or to good to great, you know? And yeah. once you, once you're there, then you really, you know, you, you can really design some wild, some really good stuff, you know, not to say that you can't get lucky. You know, I got pretty lucky with the fuzz detonator in my opinion. I think it's great, but, uh, you know, that was, that wasn't something like that I dreamed up and was able to do right away. I had to just keep plugging away at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we, uh, why don't we talk about it? So you, you, let's, let's get into a couple of your pedals here. You just mentioned the fuzz detonator. Why don't you walk us through what the genesis of this was? Why do you, why did you decide that this pedal needed to be made? All right. Well, first, most of the time when you're first trying to design a pedal, you usually go with fuzz. So I thought that would be a good place to start. And I, I wanted to uh, have a pedal that did wild stuff immediately. You know, I didn't want to have to bend over, turn the knobs or go over to my amp, stick the pickups next to the speaker. I didn't want to have to do any of that. I wanted to hit a button and for it to go wild. And uh, I well, kind of did that. Yes, you did that. Definitely. But also, <laughs> but also have like for people who hate that sort of thing, the other side is like a classic good sounding fuzz so even if you do hate that you're like i kind of like the other side too you know so you can't totally yeah if you're being honest you probably don't if the one side annoys you the other side you probably like it (laughs) (laughs) now you uh you've got so tone volume transistor feedback transistor is not one that you typically see on on a fuzz pedal. Talk us, talk to us about that. Yeah, I know that one's going to confuse some people, but it's pretty much a gain knob. The way a fuzz right circuit is set up, it blends between two transistors. So that's really kind of what it was. Is it just, um, it's a transistor knob. It blends between the first one and the second one. And uh-huh. when you have it dialed all the way to the right, that's when you've got both of them, um, you know, max gain. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. And uh, anything, uh, anything special about the, the graphics on this? You got the like mushroom cloud with the Looney Tunes circle. Right. On it. It, yeah. Well, whenever you think of blowing things up, or at least when I do, I, I typically think of Wiley Coyote pushing down the detonator box, right? He's yeah. always pushing that thing down right. and uh, never getting the Roadrunner. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> very cool, very cool. And then we have uh, we've got the cork sniffer. This one is, I think, this is probably the one where I maybe caught first wind of what you were doing uh, when I saw this on Instagram. Uh, and by the way, right if you still aren't there yet, where can they go check out your stuff on Instagram? Um, I guess it's uh, Blamo underscore Electronics. Okay. At Lamo underscore electronics. Yeah. All right. So go check That'd that out. Instagram thing. Yeah. Check it out. And this is, this is that sort of extra fun thing. Like now with the detonator, it comes in, a, it comes in this wood box like dynamite, which is like pretty cool. It's got the hay stuff in it and you know, it's kind of neato, right? I, I made the video about that and got the, got the box and actually figured out how to open up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I, rem- I think I asked you about that. How do you open this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a little Rubik's cubish trying to yeah. get. Well, it out. yeah, there's a nail on there. It looks like it could be sealed. <laughs> yes, 
so this one, the cork sniffer, has got a big giant nose, a bunch of flies, and what appears to be a stinky smell. Um, and you actually have a cork for the. It's a single knob pedal. Why don't you want to talk to us about this? Okay, sure. Yeah, and that cork knob is on a knurled shaft pot, so that means you can pull the knob off and replace it. Uh, if you love the sound and didn't like the knob, which I don't know who would. Yeah, mean, who I doesn't know. love the cork knob? But no, I mean, that's uh, it's a pretty well-made knob. I took a normal one and, and epoxied a nice little cork over the top of there. And yeah, so it's not like a piece of cork just pushed over the top of the potentiometer shaft. You can take it off and and it's done right. But yeah, uh, what what was the question? I'm sorry about uh, just, just tell, about yeah, the pedal tell us in about, general. Like, what what made you decide to make this pedal, and what's it all about, and why why do people need it? Yeah, man. And, and just, sorry, just for the record, it's a preamp dirty boost. It says so right here. Okay. Yep. It says Shows right you. on the pedal. So yeah, I was uh, curious about some of these subtle pedals, like um, you know the the EP3 preamp and stuff like that, where they just they don't do a lot to your sound, but people swear by them and say they're fantastic. It's kind of like that idea. It's got a uh, a Pete Cornish buffer that you can use in bypass um, in there. And it's kind of like the, some people think a buffer is a buffer. Some people think that's not true, that they feel different or that they sound different. And uh, the Pete Cornish one is kind of like the held in the highest regard. So you can either, you know, use it or don't, and you get real subtle differences. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're there in, in feel too, but it's not a drastic sound. And same with the, the clipping diodes, you know, they just, it's subtly clipped. Silicone so it's just a subtle clean pedal. or germanium. Yeah, there, it's a germanium-based uh, linear boost with a little JFET preamp before that. Mm -hmm. And you can, the, the diode, the silicon di clipping diodes, that would be the silicon option on the switch. Or germanium. So yeah, those just kind of dirties dirties it up a little bit. Unless you run it at 18 volts, then it kind of turns it into a distortion, mm -hmm. which hopefully you guys got a chance to run it at 18 because it's quite a bit different. You know, I didn't do I, that, but I will. I did not either. And that, that was going to be my comment was, um, yeah, I mean, it is a very subtle pe pedal because... I mean, it, it does affect the, the sound, but it's not something that's like a crazy gain boost kind of thing. It just really provides kind of a, uh, maybe a little more grind out of the sound, I guess you'd say, mm -hmm. but not something, uh -huh. that, not something that you would use for like a lead boost or something like that. But I, I am, I, can you, t let's talk more about running it at 18. Okay, yeah, you if you run it at 18, the clean boost will give you a lot more volume. That option on the toggle, if you're right in the middle on the clean, you're mm. going to get more volume. On the uh, silicon or germanium side, it's just going to be more compressed and more distorted, and it's pretty much like a, a little baby distortion that's got a, a lot of dynamic feel. And um, and I should I want to mention the silicon and the germanium diodes. I got the the germanium ones uh, in series. So it's almost the same level. So you can kind of judge between them and be like, Oh, is silicon sound better? Or is it germanium? Cause typically germanium ones are going to squash it twice as much as a silicon. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but usually you'll get more volume drop with germanium, 
but the way I have it set up, you will not. So you'll be able to kind of switch between the two more accurately. Oh, that's a good mm. idea. Let, hang on one second. Let me uh, get a bit, yeah. of, bit of Cornish buffer with a, <laughs> a bit of waft of Jfet uh, just underneath that. Very nice. <laughs> uh, so, t- Jared, can you tell everybody what the heck is a cork sniffer? A cork sniffer is, um, you know, somebody that's really kind of snobby or that's that's you take a subject and and they dig deep into that that well it's it's really hard for me to explain he's like it is (laughs) so so let me give pickups an example that's why i call on you yeah i'm sorry so (laughs) when you get a when i get a cork sniffer that orders for me i get excited because i know what they're looking for i know what they're sniffing for when they want to buy a pickup for me they want to get the the butyrate bobbins, it's, and that really does have a smell to it. They have to get the plain enamel. They have to get everything uh, vintage correct. It has to be everything. New the old stock breeze, wire, all that stuff. Just all that stuff, man. And yeah. nice. That's what we call cork sniffers. People that it, you know, they have to. Every little facet of that object has to be. Um. Well, you know, yeah, and even, even down to like the uh, the recent run of of um, PAFs that you have, where the corner radius on the cover, oh, yeah, the covers is yeah, it's it's exact like the old ones, and that's which that's they why they, which they don't make those normally. No, they don't. You people who have them made charge a lot of money for those. Yeah. It, it costs a lot of money to have a cover uh, tooling made to make covers. Yeah, wow. You've heard the, uh, well, maybe you haven't, but uh, many have heard the discussions about, uh, you know, is it, uh, you know, the the bumblebee or the the oil wrap cap or, you know, the paper and oil, the paper and oil. Yeah, not the oil wrap. Don't wrap your stuff in oil. Orange drop. Yeah, the orange drop. So, like, that kind of thing where... You, yeah, capacitors. Yeah, uh, if you if you believe that there is a, a different sound, um, and and that's what makes you get excited, then then cool, you know. Right, and the first thing an engineer will probably tell you is, uh, "Well, did you pull them out and measure the values?" You know, oh, you're probably hearing a value difference. Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's a pretty good argument, but uh, it's a, who knows if it? I don't know if it's true. You yeah. know, one, here's one, you know, here's what I say. Mm-hmm. It. A lot of people out there, even though they're going to take their product and they're never going to see what it's made of, they still want to know that the parts are there that they want. They just want to know that they're there. So they want to look under the hood and make sure everything is right. That's just, that's the way they are. And that's cool, man. If that inspires you, because that's, you know, why you want a new piece of gear, right? And all, yeah. more power to you, man. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I, I serve those people all the time and, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy the nice. heck out of it. I do. So uh, this cork sniffer is a really good option in case you're like, no, nah, I don't want, I just don't want a boost. And maybe I don't want something that sounds that is limiting as like a, an EP boost or something like that. This is a really good option for that, um, and it does have uh, it does have a volume, which is kind of nice. So it's not just a, you know, I mean, most of them have volume. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, bam. But, Look at I that mean, bonus. Wanna... <laughs> Wait, yours has a volume too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's kind of. I'd say it's good because 
Um, it's kind of a small enclosure, right? It's got top mounted jack. So it's sort of a pedal board space saver. You don't need your buffer. It's got a buffer as well that you can turn off and on. So you got a boost and a buffer in one. And then also you can dirty it up a little bit if yeah. you need to. Yeah. So yeah, kind of like a boost buffer in a small package. Do you like running this particular one in front of, or at the end of your chain or in the middle? Man, I guess it really matters where the fuzz is with that. Um, but after a fuzz with the buffer on, dude, it sounds it'll give you that last five percent. You know, the Pete Cornish buffer after a big muff is pretty amazing. Mm. You should try it; it's really cool. I well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that All right. before I send it yeah, back. Done deal. Um, okay, then we have the Shrew. Uh, this is a great sounding pedal, man. Legit, I oh, really. This is a this is an awesome sounding pedal. Uh, why don't you tell us about this one? All right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, shaped kind of, it's similar to the classic rat. So it's shaped like a shrew because a shrew is kind of meaner. Yeah. It's got a gate. The, the, uh, the, got, the circuit board specifically, that's what we're referencing. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I should, uh, it's quite all right. Pretend like no one's seen the pedal, right? Yeah. The circuit board is shaped like a shrew because I, I was trying to see if they would actually build the thing, you know, I've been working with the board house just like everybody else and um they built it so i was really excited about that but yeah as far as the sound it's just like a kind of a classic distortion with some clipping options you got asymmetrical or symmetrical clipping mm -hmm. or what, what's clipping, the difference from that if somebody open. doesn't know how that's going to affect their sound how might that affect someone's mm -hmm. sound well on the shrew the uh asymmetrical option is going to be a little more open. It's going to be a little louder, mm -hmm. uh, less compressed. Um, and the uh, symmetrical option is going to be more distorted, kind of okay. nastier. And the op amp. Yeah, the op amp that takes the diodes out of the circuit and really opens it up uh, more of a, you can kind of get more of an overdrive sound in there. So it goes sort of into from overdrive territory into distortion but the gate thing can kind of make it more metal you mm -hmm. know that's pretty hand pretty handy little feature yeah yeah that's why i found that the gate was probably <clears throat> probably the most useful part on 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 this kind of pedal because it really i mean most of these kinds of pedals tend to be a bit on the noisy side um but it really does clamp down really nicely. So I, I, I like that portion of it. Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just really appreciated how it sounded. It sounded how I wanted it to hear. Uh, and you know, again, you're, you're, you're basing it off of a familiar, familiar territory with the rat, but with, you know, your own little spin on it. And it's a, you know, it's a real simple, good looking, easy to use, great sounding pedal. I mean, can't really yeah, go wrong with there's it. There's two, you know, there's three knobs and two switches, and some of the names, you know, sound intimidating, asymmetrical and symmetrical. But yeah, it's it's real quite simple to use. Mm -hmm. Indeed, yep. indeed, uh, and well built. So there you go. Right uh, on. Now, future offerings or other offerings that you have, uh, can you tell us about uh, anything that might be coming up? Yeah, sure. I'm j well right now. You know, I'm just 
kind of going through the classic circuits, building about 10, maybe 15 of them, doing my homework, seeing out, seeing what makes them tick, what makes them good. And uh, so if you see some of the stuff on my reverb page now, it might not be there later, you know, as far as clones. And um, I'm planning after I've gone through a lot of the classic stuff at that point, I'll probably be better suited to make more original circuits. But for now, I mean, the original circuits I have is, is just the uh, fuzz dead de fuzz detonator, excuse me. And the cork sniffer. And a lot of the other ones are just, you know, modified classic circuits, but it's funny, a, a good mod can really change something sound wise, you know, on, on the, sh the sheet of paper, it might not look that different, but you know, at the end of the day, it sounds a lot different. So it is perfect. But, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, as far as new stuff, Hmm. Uh, I'd sure like to make a delay. I've, I've got a FV one breadboarded. Now I'm trying to get into the digital realm, figuring that sort of thing out. And, uh, it's a lot, it's really exciting. I don't know a whole lot about coding right now, but I'm excited to learn. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. Delay territory. That's a whole other bag of chips some some people really excel at that yeah the man that stuff's more complicated you know it's it's one thing to mess up a signal and make a fuzz pedal but to make a really good delay that's clean and that that's it's hard it can be pretty hard it's not much of a beginner thing so that's kind of what i'm shooting for i'd like to learn more about that sort of thing yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna uh name drop our buddy uh mike trombley really quick he's He's a, mm -hmm. a, a kind of a wizard with that stuff. And, you know, uh, Mike, uh, sorry about this, but hey, if you have questions about this, you know, maybe hit him up. <laughs> yeah, that would, be, if he was gracious enough to answer, that would be great. But, you know, people are busy. I totally understand that. And sometimes when you try to explain something to someone who's on a level a little bit lower, if they don't get it the first couple times, it's just, it's annoying, you know? Yeah, I, but, I get uh, it. It, and explaining electronic stuff is tricky, dude. It really can be. It it absolutely can be, especially uh, if it's like the fourth time around. I mean, there's still things that I'm, well, like still things. Like <laughs> there's a lot that I don't understand about it, but that's why I like doing the show because I always end up learning something, you know, so. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm also a real big fan of the teeny tiny toggles. Which you have? Oh yeah, there, man! I like those. <laughs> it's I little agree, dude. It's little stupid stuff like that. You're like, yeah, little toggles. I like this pedal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the little toggles. I guess you don't smash them as easy with your foot. This is Kinda true. The idea there. Yes, and there's something cooler about them. I think I'm not really sure why, but uh, man, thank you so much for uh, sending these out and letting us play with them. Uh, I would highly encourage. Uh, anybody who's interested in what we've been talking about to uh, to give them a shot. Uh, these are, they make some really great noise and that's what it's all about. And I think that they're, your, your, I guess, search for fun it can be seen in these, you know, and in all of this. Right on. Yeah. I think. It, yeah, I'm just trying to have fun with it, you know. I mean, music, um, for me anyway, it's fun. For some people, it's, uh, some serious business but you know i like to laugh yeah not a lot of norwegian black metal is doing that right now but uh <laughs> 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 anyhow uh yeah i like to laugh a lot it's my favorite thing to do yeah um 
So, <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, my, that's my best Norwegian. <laughs> oh, How would Jared do a Norwegian accent? Nah, Norwegian no, accent. Uh, <laughs> hey. A Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, well, awesome. Uh, so everybody, make sure you check out uh, Blamo Electronics. And uh, we, we appreciate Dan for walking us through all this stuff, this cool gear and getting to know him a little bit. Oh, we, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. You bet. We got a little thing that we got to do here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time in the show where we play a little game. And that game is Would You Rather? So, this week's Would You Rather is Give a Little, Take a Little. So, it's a little different than we, what we've been doing. Uh, so you're you're scrolling on the uh, music website, the music instrument website, and you see an old vintage, just really nice looking Marshall JCM 800 from the early 80s. Like, you know, the one that Slash had and the one that oh, tons of rock and roll is recorded on. But, you know, it's $3,000. So you've got some gear, though. One thing you have that you could sell and come up with the cash is a Klon Centaur. And, uh, the gold, yeah, the horsey, the gold horsey. So the, the top of the line, the, the one that everybody wants. Yeah. Or you have a reissue gold top that plays like butter. It's just a, it's a great gold guitar. Bless Paul. And it's, it just, plays awesome so you don't want to get rid of either of those two things but you have to choose one so would you rather which one would you rather choose that's what uh, i meant all right all right Whew. so it still is a would you rather a very clear it's this or that you got to give up your gold clon centaur horsey or your gibson les paul gold top reissue that you're attached to yes very much so all right tony baloney what are you doing uh i mean to me this is pretty easy i think i'd dump the les paul because <laughs> it's replaceable <laughs> i mean plain and simple uh the clones they're i mean if it's an original one it is. You're not gonna. You're you're not gonna find even a. You know if they're reissuing them or anything like that. It's not gonna be the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd dump something that's replaceable, and that would be the Les Paul Gold Top. Okay, Jared. Yeah, um, I see what Tony's saying, and and you're right. Uh, that could be easy. However, in my case, I'm making it more difficult for myself because. <laughs> When I'm attached to a guitar and it plays just right and it sounds so good, I never want to get rid of it. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. not easy when you find a uh, a guitar that you're really attached to these days anymore. Yet, you, you know, the days of going to the guitar shop picking out a guitar has been long gone for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna drop the guitar. You can't find a cent. I mean, just, you can't. Well, they, they, you can find them. They're just they're expensive. But they're yeah, not more expensive than, the, than that gold top. I know, but you know, Tony's right, and that just 
I guess it was supposed to be more difficult to decide, but <laughs> well, the bigger, I don't know. I guess the, the bigger question is, if you're getting the JCM 800, do you really need the Klon? Yeah, that's a no. We didn't ask that question. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe Dan can answer that question for us. Dan, what are you doing? Uh, I would, I'd have to take the pedal. Yeah, go with the the nerd pedal there. So you're gonna keep because you're the not pedal. gonna get another one, right? I mean, you could get rid of. Yeah, I would keep the pedal. I mean, you could get rid of it and clone it and get something really close, but it's not as it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I keep the pedal. Well, I can't believe I'm saying this. How about you, Todd? Thanks, you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ditch the clon. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of the clon. I'll t- for a couple reasons. Number one, I like Jared. I think if you got a guitar that that just sings in your hands, um, that's you know that's that's special, and it, yeah. it'll you can keep it forever. You can hand it down. And, uh, I think that there's, but, but, you know, aside from all that, you know, or perceived value or anything, um, I think that there is, if you were going to, if you have that pedal, there's obviously some like mythical quality to that, you know, but that could be very subjective and negligible even. Uh, and, uh, you know, a guitar is kind of undeniable. Uh, and that guitar through that JCM is going to sound amazing. And to Tony's point, I'm not going to hear that clown. I'm just telling you, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that thing goosed and it's going to be sounding great. Yeah, so, that's a really good point. Thanks, Tony. Uh, Jared, you can't change your answer. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm uh, keeping the guitar. And well, and, you win then. Thanks. Yay. Yeah. You get to keep Winner. the guitar. All right. Uh, let's see here. We have a couple of people we need to thank. Yes, Todd, you are correct. There, it's more than just a handful of people. It's a bunch of people. Yeah. These would be our executive producers mm, that right. help help make this podcast possible. Let's face it. We all need help, don't we now? We do. Thank you. Now, someone out there is probably saying, what is an executive producer? And more importantly, how can I become one? I want you to go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and take a peek. You'll find a couple of different levels in which you can participate, become a patron of this very own podcast. That's right. And uh, kind of the top of the heap, as we like to say sometimes, would be our executive producers. You get a great bevy of prize packages, things like barefoot buttons and T-shirts and picks and stickers and keychains, keychains and uh, giveaways. Oh, giveaways. Yes, that's right. I said giveaways. There's plenty to be had. But one of the things that you get as an executive producer, I don't even know that you could put a price tag on it. Could you, Jared? No. What is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's, and that's right. what I'm doing right now. So we want to welcome our newest executive producer, Mr. Liam Martin from Bill Gola Guitars from down under in Australia. Welcome aboard, my friend. But let, let's go. Let's talk about Steve Keys and Mark Garten and Adam Johnson, James Pennington. Matt Hart, James White, 
Brett Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Carney, John Daly, Martin Cliff, and Tom Barazin. All right. No, no, no. Don't, 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 don't think for a second that I'm done. No, I am not done. Because just a little step up from the executive producer. They're executive producers too, but they're extra special. And that's Who are our, they? They're our grand poobas. Oh yeah. They get a fez. They wear a fez. So let's a special thanks to our grand poobas, Mr. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Cody Lane, Cody Foster, Sean S. And Tommy Manasco. Thanks to each and every one of you guys. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, everyone. Mr. Dan Adamson, uh, where can people yes, find sir. your wares? They can find them at blamoelectronics.com. That'll link you over to my reverb store. And yeah, have a look. Check it out. Awesome. Tony Baloney, where can people find your stuff? If you want to get a special pick guard, you're changing out pickups, whatever you're doing, uh, go over to pickguardian.com. Uh, take a look at some of the things that I have to offer available right there. If there's something that you need but don't see, shoot me an email. I will take care of you personally. Yeah. Pick guards, the fancy mud flaps of the guitar. Yes. Right. Okay. Jared, how about yourself? Oh, yeah. If you need uh, pickups, give me a call. No, uh, <laughs> you could you could uh, find my stuff on Instagram. I do a lot of really cool old vintage rewinds on Instagram. The latest thing I, I put up there is a real set of double cream 1959 uh, PAF pickups. So check that out. How much do those go uh, for, Jared? Uh, anywhere from ten to fifteen thousand dollars a set. It, wow. It's it's ridiculous. It is, but that's just what they go for I, wow. I i don't know incredible All if right. you want to go to the website uh, i've got some cool uh limited run stuff going on and um the new noiseless jazz master pickups uh brandon pickups.com yeah those were uh, featured on eric marrow's page to go hey, check I him saw out that. that was great yeah. Kick pal, butt Mayer. job, man. Yeah, he does Great such job. a good job with his demos. Thank you, Eric, for doing that for the guitar world. Uh, and uh, you can send me a note, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. Shoot me an email there, and we can, we can, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Doggone it. And you can DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. Send us your would you rathers. If you like this one, or you have a better idea, and you're like, no, I could do a better job than that doofuses then tell us we'd love to read yeah. it prove us yes uh big ginormous thanks to dan adamson of blamo Gosh. electronics thank you gentlemen appreciate it it was great being on awesome yeah. we're glad to have you on uh glad to call someone a new friend and our door is always open to you buddy all right everybody have an awesome guitar weekend subscribe Gee. Toot sweet there, big boy. Bill Gold. That's his Australian accent.
the uh the um the one that um uh the the uh... you are fried <laughs> man <laughs> you guys ever played a stylophone no no a cork snicker snicker <laughs> I, just, I just had an ice cream snickers no uh, i got nothing well that's it for these knobs please visit our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.